Welcome back to another episode of Listen to Less. It's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. I think my last episode I recorded was sometime in June, and it's now September. So it's been about like three months since my last recorded episode when I said Nourish Girls take breaks. And that was before my Nourish Girl summer program, which also seems like it was just yesterday, but that happened. I think I launched that in June and it happened throughout July. I don't know. The summer went by really fast. It feels like June was yesterday, but it also like looking back, that was several months ago and a lot of time has passed. We are now entering into fall. It's technically not fall yet, but did I decorate for fall last night? Yes, I did. Was it also 106 degrees when I did so? Absolutely. But fall is a mindset. Okay. Fall is a mindset. So Today, I want to talk about basically just where I've been and like be honest about why I took such a long break because I really needed to. Um, I kind of put up a front of why because I just wasn't ready to share and I honestly just wasn't in a place to share how vulnerable I was feeling over the summer, over the summer specifically. But I really think that a lot of what hit me over the summer was building up over several months. And I think that it's really been more so like the last six to eight months that have, I've had a lot going on, a lot, a lot going on, especially mentally, mental, emotional, spiritual type of stuff. So today I just want to tell you about it. I don't really have a script or anything that I'm going off of today. So today's episode might be kind of all over the place, mostly because I'm just I'm just telling you about everything that's been going on with me and where I'm at now and what I've been doing now to kind of like help myself get out of the funk that I was in. So it's not very, very educational um, episode today, but let's just, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So this summer has been filled with a lot of like health anxiety, health panic, health paranoia, um, and just overall like fear and panic and anxiety to the point where like when I'm walking, I feel like I'm floating because I'm just like constantly in a state of stress and anxiety. I don't even feel like normal and a lot of crying and just a lot of like really low, really low vibrations, low mood. And it was, it's been, it was really hard to go through a lot of that. Um, And I'm still like working on getting out of that and getting through that. But this last week has been a little bit better. I am ovulating. So we have some good positive ovulation energy coming through. And I'll talk about some of the things that I've dove into just honestly in the last like seven days or less, but I've already noticed a little bit of a difference and a little bit of a shift. But if we rewind to the back to like honestly the beginning of the year. So I, you guys know I've been on my own health journey for a long time, trying to, trying to fix my gut health. Um, my gut health got really, really bad after I got off birth control three years ago. So it's really been like three years of just constant protocol after protocol, after protocol, diet after diet, after diet, whether that was dieting to lose weight or whether that was, um, like, a elimination diet or a low FODMAP diet or low histamine diet or, whatever type of diet it was, like a lot of food manipulation and just a lot of supplements, a lot of testing over the last three years. So last year in 2022, before my wedding, I kind of like effective 
like June through the end, through December, I was like, I'm not doing anything that's related to my health, but I'm dieting hardcore for my wedding. So it was, I took a break from like the testing and the gut health stuff, but I was like dieting really hard to fit into my wedding dress. And then as soon as my wedding was over, I did some labs, I did some blood work. And then, um, in December of 2022, I did an organic acids test, which was something that I, I wanted to look into because I've had reoccurring yeast infections have been like a big issue for me. Um, that I've, that's one of the things that like I fixed a lot of stuff, but that just kept coming back. Um, and so I did that and then I started a protocol in January of 2023. So we're into this year now, right? So I did like a five month protocol and it was targeted towards parasites, SIBO, um, and candida and H pylori. So it was, we were targeting a lot of different things over the course from January to like May, June ish. And so I did a lot of testing up front to know that, that those were the things, the issues that I had that I needed to work on. And then I also in January started my FDN course, which I have now finished. So I am officially a um, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Um, and with that course, part of the requirements is doing five different tests, like functional medicine tests. So I was going through this whole protocol. I was restricting my diet. I was like eliminating things, adding things back in, going through an elimination diet. I was on so many different supplements over the course of five months. It was a whole long thing. And then I needed to like move into, I couldn't put off doing the five FDN tests any further. And because I, I had finished all of the back end modules of the coursework and I needed to move into the practical section of the um, the course, which takes about, for me, it took like two and a half months to get through. Cause I had some weeks of travel, but they say it takes two to three months to get through the practical session. And you can't start that until your, your lab results are in and you've done all five of the functional labs that you learned about throughout the entire course. So I didn't really want to do these labs. Cause I was like, I just finished up a protocol. Like I'm, I feel like I actually had two weeks left of the protocol while I did the testing. And ideally you would finish up a protocol, give yourself at least four to six weeks before like retesting your, your gut microbiome, doing hormone labs and stuff like that. You can like, you don't have to necessarily give yourself that much time, but when you're doing things with the, the gut, you want to give yourself time off of either antibiotics, antifungals, or antimicrobials. If you're going the natural route, um, before you retest. And I didn't do that. And I just sent all the tests in because I was like, screw it. I just need to get these done so that I can move on with the FDN practicals. Right. So I do the tests and then I get, I get them back and they weren't great. And it was like, everything looked like it got worse. And there was one specific marker and I'm not going to go into all the details, honestly, I don't even like, it's kind of hard to talk about right now because it's, my mood was really good before starting this podcast and I can already tell a shift in my energy as I'm talking about it. Um, so I'm going to keep this part of the explanation very brief, but one of the markers on my GI map came back and it was like, okay, you need to be referred to a doctor because this is out of the scope of a functional practitioner. So I went and saw my, um, MD, she ordered a bunch of lab work for me because at that time, um, 
I need essentially I needed to get a colonoscopy and I called around and the earliest I could get in was six weeks later for a consult, a consult, not even the scope. So I went to my MD because I was freaking the F out and I um, had her do a bunch of tests. Then I had to wait for those tests to come back and then those tests came back and then I had to do a follow-up visit with her. And then I finally was able to get in for the consult for the colonoscopy. And then I think after the consult, I had to wait three weeks, three or four weeks then to get the colonoscopy. Then we did the colonoscopy and then I had to have um, biopsies done. The colonoscopy is not fun. If you've ever had one, wow, was that an interesting experience? I hope that nobody ever has to do that. Um, and then after I had the biopsies taken from my colon and then I had to wait another like two weeks to then retest H. pylori that I was treated for. Um, I did end up doing a two week antibiotic route um, for, for H. pylori, because I've treated myself so many times. The first time I treated myself for H. pylori naturally, I did get rid of it, but it is very easily transferable through saliva. Um, majority of the population actually has H. pylori. It's just when it becomes overgrown that it's an issue. Um, and it's very easy. Like if you, if your friend and you are sharing a drink and you have H. pylori and they don't, you could easily like give it to that person. Um, so it's, but it's not always an issue, like unless it's overgrown and causing you digestive symptoms, but I've just been ha like, I've not been able to get rid of it. So this past spring we treated Drew naturally. I treated myself naturally. It still wasn't going away. So then I ended up doing a two week antibiotic protocol, um, which I was on two antibiotics for, and then two other medications. And oh my God, I felt so bad. I felt horrible the whole two weeks to the point where I made a nut. I ended up flying home to see my mom because I was like, I can't do this by myself. I feel terrible. Drew's traveling a lot and I am miserable. So I flew home to be with her and I felt so sick on this medication that I ended up seeing a doctor there too, just to make sure like this was normal. So then that was another doctor's visit. So the, sorry, that was kind of a rewind that all happened in the end of June. And then we're back to like August when after the colonoscopy happened, after the biopsies happened, I had to wait like two weeks to then go in and retest to make sure that the H. pylori was gone that I treated back in June and to get the results of my biopsies um, and the results of my colonoscopy. So all summer long, I did so many tests, like there was the five FDN tests, there was the colonoscopy, the follow-up H. pylori test, the biopsies. I also, during this time, um, ended up doing like a mycotoxin test. I had my pap done, like just my regular checkup yearly pap smear done. Um, and then I had three MD appointments um, with labs at one of them but there was like multiple labs that I had to do and one that I had to take home. So as you can see, this was like a lot. This was a lot. It was a lot to go through all summer. And it really like, it just fueled the most insane health anxiety in me. And I've always kind of had a little bit of a hypochondriac type of personality where I do get really worried about my health. And I think that's why I'm in the field I'm in because I do care about my health so much. And it's not necessarily that I'm afraid of dying, but I'm afraid of living with a disease that like 
impairs my life to where I can't live the life that I want to live, if that makes sense. Um, that's like my biggest fear. And so I do, I am really concerned about my health. And so then all of these doctors are having, like, I saw so many doctors this summer. I saw, I like did so many functional tests and then it just was a lot and it was extremely overwhelming, um, to do all of this. So technically I've been in some sort of protocol or testing state or waiting on results since November of 2022, when I did that blood test and then did testing in December and January, and then was in a protocol. And it was just, it's been a lot guys. And so this is really like it, it, I just was not doing okay. I was not doing well mentally. I was in a really bad funk and a really bad state where it's like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to show up online. I physically could not get myself to record a podcast because I just didn't even want to talk. I didn't want to speak to anybody. Um, I basically stopped showing up on TikTok, which before TikTok was my favorite place to be over Instagram. I've gotten back to posting like once or twice a week on TikTok, but I was posting like three to four times a day on TikTok. Um, and I basically stopped doing that, stopped doing the podcast. I just sent out my first email on my email list this week. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize the last one I sent out was the first week of June. So I stopped writing emails and I was just trying to focus on getting three posts on Instagram out a week and that's it. And I really didn't even show up on my stories. How is my business still alive? I don't know, but it is. Um, and I just took a major step back because this was just way too much on my nervous system. I was just scared all of the time. I was not sleeping. I was like awake in the middle of the night and just so fearful. And honestly, God bless um, my friends because they, and they didn't even, I didn't even really share all of this with them until I've shared a little bit of it with them recently of like the struggles with health anxiety. They knew about like the doctor's appointments and the antibiotic and the colonoscopy and all of that. But if I didn't have them, um, like in my life throughout this summer, I, it would have just been so dark. It would have been so hard to get through, but they were, we are a very close group where we all live in the same apartment complex. So we're together multiple nights a week and like all weekend, like Friday through like Monday, we would hang out and then maybe a day in the middle of the week too, where we just like go over to each other's house and we just like make dinner and we either watch a show, they've got me into Harry Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter before, like two weeks ago. Um, we, there was one, like recently we've been reading the, um, I don't know if any of you guys are, are book gals or reader gals. The Accord of, what is it called? Accord of Roses and Thorns. Why can't I can't even think of the title of it? Let me look at my Kindle. Um, a Court of Thorns and Roses. We are re like into that series recently. And so we just the other night, we literally all just like sat in silence and read our book, but like did it together. And if it wasn't for this group of friends and like my mom to help me get through this, it would have just been such a even more dark summer because like on the outside, you may not have been, you may not have even noticed that I was going through such a dark time. Um, I tend to, I try to hide it as much as possible. Um, and the only people that I really like truly break down with are my mom and then Drew occasionally, you know? Um, 
So yeah, that was what was I was going through while also trying to complete the FDN practitioner course. So it was just a lot. And through this, I have like come to realize like right now where I'm at right now in just the last like couple of weeks is like I am not doing any sort of testing or protocol for the foreseeable future. I'm telling myself at least six months, but probably longer because Oh, and this is something that I tell a lot of clients too, is like your nervous system matters and your stress load matters. And I have, since I got into functional nutrition and functional medicine, I have focused so much on the physical side of stuff, like uh, on the labs, the lab work, the protocol, the nutrition, the exercise, um, my electrolytes, like supplements, like I've done all of that stuff. And, but I've only really scratched the surface of my nervous system regulation. And like, I really only did it when like I was feeling super overwhelmed. And honestly, it was really hard to do then. I actually feel like I only really worked on my nervous system when I felt good because that's when I had the energy to do it versus when I was in the thick of it and like crying and having an anxiety attack or like a panic attack. The last thing I wanted to do was breath work. And then I would just like spiral and spiral and cry. And I couldn't get myself to stop crying. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just so hard, but throughout all of that, I've realized, like, I think the tests and the protocols are driving me insane, literally. And they're perpetuating the health anxiety I already kind of had to some degree. And I realized that I need to stop doing the testing and I need to stop doing the protocols and work on just my spirituality, my nervous system regulation, my mental health, and just like have fun and enjoy life a little bit in order to get to where I want to be and to just not be, you know, for my mental health to be in a better place because it's very overwhelming. And I do think like I still use functional testing and I think testing is super important, and but it plays there's a specific time and a place when you should do testing and you shouldn't just be doing like a million tests. And this is also like different. If you're a client or somebody that's not a practitioner yourself, you may be like, well, why would you even do all of these tests? Like if you didn't need it, like what not, like, I don't understand. But when you're the practitioner, like I have access to a lot of these tests. And when I'm constantly in these mentorships that I'm learning about diseases and I'm learning about imbalances and I'm learning about gut issues and I'm constantly learning and educating myself on all of these like health concerns. If there's one or two symptoms on that list that I am like, oh, I have that, then I freak out and I'm like, I need to do this test. I think that I have this. And it's like, I need to take a step back from learning about the in-depth health issues and diseases. And I want to just start focusing more so on the nervous system side and like the nervous system regulation side to healing. And this also plays into kind of like the social media. I feel like social media perpetuates this fear and this anxiety within me as well, because all over the last couple of years, like I've wanted to learn so much about health and the functional health space, of course, because that's what I'm in. And I'm trying to follow other um, health coaches like myself to see what content they're putting out to stay relevant, to see what content I should put out and what's doing well and what do the people want to know about. So my Instagram and my TikTok 
are both just full and flooded with other like alternative medicine practitioners and health stuff and even just like conspiracy theories about the health and like what people are putting in our food and all of this stuff. And it's like, holy crap, it's overwhelming. Like today I just, I got on and now I'm, I'm somehow on these genetically modified mosquitoes that are being released in the air. And it's just like, there's nothing I can do about that. Like I, I, that's just going to scare me to like watch that and to absorb all of that content when there's really nothing that I can do about it. So I have recently really been trying to make an effort to, uh, not be on social media as much like scrolling. I'm trying to get back into posting more. Um, now that I'm starting to like feel a little bit better and come out of this like dark space. Um, but I'm trying to not scroll and absorb so much information that I don't need to have because it's really, really easy to just get in the habit of scrolling. Like it's so addictive. And I do notice on days that I start my day without social media, I can go all day and like not think about it. But as soon as I open one of those apps and I scroll a little bit, I am more likely to open the app again and again and again throughout the day. It's like, if I really want to not be on social media, I have to start my day without it. Or else, if I do start my day with it, I will be more likely to be on it the rest of the day. And it's like, they have that down to a science. They knew that that was going to happen and it gets all of us. But I have been considering... um, like unfollowing a bunch of people, but it's not because they're bad or the content they post is bad or wrong, but I just can't absorb that anymore. I can't, my sole focus cannot just be on health content all the time because it's driving me crazy. And I had a conversation with a friend in the Instagram DMs the other day. And she said on her podcast, she asked like one of the questions she asked people is like, what is, what do you mostly watch on social media? And she found that the people like people that followed health content or politics also said that those are also the areas that they're most stressed about all of the time, which I relate to heavily because I'm always so stressed about both politics and um, just like what's happening in our world and health and like my overall ability to stay healthy. And that's all that the algorithm shows me, which makes sense. But I feel like I need to mute a bunch of these people that I followed or like create a new account that's not business. That's just like for funsies. And that's the one that I scroll on. And it's just like babies and home editing and marriage fun and like fun foods. Because I every time I get on, I don't get off happy. I get off scared and nervous and with one more thing to worry about that I can't even control. So I'm really trying to like reduce the amount of social media that I'm consuming and just overall health content to try to help myself kind of get out of this too. And um, some other things that I've been doing, because I have vowed to myself that I will not be doing any testing on myself or any protocols regardless. Like I even was, I've gained a good amount of weight since January, just because throughout over the last like four months, I've been in this like effort mentality where it's like, I either feel like I can't eat anything or I just want like sweets and cookies and whatnot. And I've tried my best to still like eat super healthy and like 
I mean, Drew is like your, your health, your unhealthy is still other people's healthy. Like I'm still eating really healthy, but I'm, I am eating like more desserts and I'm not eating as much protein because I'm just trying to like survive. I'm like, I'm just trying to get through today and I can't really, I did gain a little bit of weight, um, since January and I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable in my clothing. But I, and I'm, we're going to Florida on a family vacation on my birthday on September 28th. So if you don't, now that you guys all know that's my birthday, you all better message me and tell me happy birthday on the September 28th. Okay. Um, but we're going to be in like bathing suits with his family and whatnot. And his family has always like labeled us as like the fit couple, like we're the fit ones. And I have this thought in my head of like, oh my gosh, like they've never seen me in a bathing suit this heavy and I'm not going to be the fit couple with Drew anymore. And like, this is so absurd, but this is a thought that went through my head. And I was like, I have to die. I have to lose at least like five to seven pounds before we go on this vacation. So I tried it for like two weeks and I was like, this feels so hard. Like, I don't have the mental energy to do this, to get through this and to like push myself in this way. Cause even though that's not necessarily like a gut health protocol and it's not like testing, it's still something that is restrictive and it's preventing me from just like being calm. And it's like making me hyper-focus on my food even more. And like, it's making me hyper-focus on my body even more. And I just like, I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I'm not screw it. I'm not, it's a stupid thought process anyways. Like I don't need to worry about that. So I'm not even doing that. Um, but I'm really trying to step into more of like my spirituality and my faith and just like breath work and meditation, because I do really believe that you can think yourself into being sick. And I mean, it's no doubt people that have IBS have anxiety like people that have anxiety have IBS. There's a very strong correlation between the two because of what your nervous system is going through and what you're, you're in fight or flight all the time. Like that's not where you're going to digest your food. So even if you're sitting in your living room eating a cheeseburger, but you're thinking about all the work you have to do and your mind is thinking of a stress, a stressor, like you're not going to digest that burger very well, even though you're going to come to me and be like, no, I'm not that stressed, but you were thinking of a stressful event. And there's actually research to show that what you think about, like your mind, your body doesn't know the difference or your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're thinking about, if that's actually happening or if that is like not happening. So that's why like visualization is so real and like works and visualizing what you want for yourself and like visualizing yourself as a healthy person and visualizing yourself as being successful and like visualizing the success that you want or the car that you want helps you to actually attain it because your brain is like, oh, that's already happened. That's already real. And then your life starts to become that. So it, there's a lot of like really cool science. And I've started paying attention to Dr. Joe Dispen Dispenza. Um, and he's, I started reading his book called Becoming Supernatural. And I'm, I've literally just started it this week. So I'm not that far in, but he talks about, and I've listened to like a podcast with him. Um, it was like a two hour long podcast, but all about the science between like your brain wavelengths and your thought patterns and how you can literally make yourself sick with your thoughts and your emotions that are chemical reactions 
that are happening from like the state that your nervous system is in. And then the opposite is true as well. Like you can think yourself into health because of the different chemical reactions that happen from different, um, like states of your nervous system that you're in, which I was like, that is so cool. And I definitely believe in that. And I like realize that I think I have been, I, I think that there's a good part. Like, I think part of that is true for me where I haven't been able to fully like heal and like completely get rid of the acne I have or completely get rid of the gut issues, which they're a lot better now, by the way. Um, like I'm feeling physically so much better than I was before June, like I feel a lot better, but there are still some things that I've been struggling with, like the acne is still there. Um, but I think that I need to get my nervous system in order essentially. And I think that, um, his work is really powerful and something that I've never really tried. So that's kind of what I'm vowing the next like six months to a year too, is like no more physical protocols and physical labs, but I'm going to work on my mindset and just being present and meditation and breath work and um, like vis visualization and things like that uh, to really just help myself kind of essentially get rid of the health anxiety and feel more calm and more present and not have anxiety as much um, anymore. And there's a lot of people that talk about these different practices that they did get rid of anxiety by doing this, like without being on medication, if you're on medication, that's not like, that's fine. But, um, it's just cool and empowering to see that these people find calmness and like awareness through these practices. So I've been paying attention to him, reading his book. And then two other things that I've started doing are called, one is called Kundalini, which to be honest, I like, I'm so new into this that I don't even really know what it is, but I pulled a definition from Wikipedia to be able to tell you something about what Kundalini is. Um, Kundalini is a form of divine feminine energy believed to be located at the base of the spine in the Muladhara, it is an important concept in Shiva Tantra, where it is believed to be a force or power associated with the divine feminine or the formless aspect of the goddess. So essentially, it's like a meditative type of practice and a yoga type of, type of practice. Um, I've been using this app that, it, let me see, it's called Evolve by Erica. And this woman, her name is Erica, and she breaks it down and basically gives you like, it's a meditative app, but she has like different kundalini style practices. And I was drawn to her because I listened to a few podcasts with her and she said she actually found kundalini at a time in her own life when she had health anxiety and health paranoia. And I was like, oh my God. If you did it and it worked for you, I must try it because that's what I'm struggling with. Um, and I need something to like calm my mind. So I've been, I'm only like on day four, but I'm trying to do daily meditations through her app um, and see how I feel. So far, um, over the last couple of days, like I've been feeling really good, but granted, like I said, I am in my ovulatory phase. So this is usually when I feel my best anyways. So we'll see what happens when I'm that week before my period. Um, and then something else that I've been kind of like dipping my toes in is called Reiki. And Reiki is a Japanese form of 
energy healing and a type of alternative medicine. Reiki practitioners use a technique called palm healing or hands-on healing through which, according to practitioners, a universal energy is transferred through the palms of the practitioner to the patient to encourage emotional or physical healing. So a lot of this stuff like kind of is woo-woo, but at the same time, there is like science. Like doctor, the reason I like and I started paying attention to Dr. Joe Dispenza is because he brings a lot of the science to these practices and why they work. Because for me, I'm kind of a skeptic. I believe in a lot of this stuff too, but I think I fall off from doing it because I'm like, okay, is this actually real? Does this actually provide results? Like what is going on? But he is providing the science between like meditation and breath work and visualization and being present. He, a lot of his work is the science behind all of it. Um, So it makes me more like confident in being able to do Reiki and Kundalini and some of these other practices. So I'm excited to keep trying it. I'm excited to like, I believe very much in like wavelengths and vibes and energy and energy levels. Um, And I've been aware of that kind of stuff for a long time, but I've never really dove into it. Um, And it's one of those things where it's like, I think I was lying to myself and saying I was doing the nervous system work, but I wasn't actually doing the work to pull myself out of what I was like feeling, what I was going through. So that's where, that's what I'm going to be focusing on in the next six months. So sorry if this episode was kind of like all over the place. I know it is a little bit of a shorter episode. I didn't want to, um, talk too much about like the dark stuff because I am just, I'm still kind of like struggling a little bit. And it's only been like a week or two that I've really been able to start seeing like the light again and be feeling more positive and wanting to show up. I just cut my hair yesterday and I feel like this is like me stepping into like my new personality. Um, but yeah, I've, I felt a big also throughout this entire like journey and just a lot recently, I felt such a a change in what I want for myself and who I want to be and what I want as part of my life, if that makes sense. And I'm not talking like anything drastic, like I'm going to change careers or anything, but I've just felt a bigger pull to this like divine feminine energy where like the way I dress, like I used to dress and want to show off like my body. And now it's like, I don't want to show off my body. I don't want to show off skin. I used to listen to rap music. Now I'm like, this music's disgusting and degrading. And like, I don't, I don't want to listen to a song about the devil. I want to listen to something that's upbeat and positive and brings positive energy, not like negative energy into my life and into my ears. Cause what you listen to and what you hear and what you pay attention to is what you like, that's what you live. That's what you surround yourself with. That's the energy that you are calling into you and into your life. And I don't want these like negative vibes or these negative energy sources around me in my life. Um, but yeah, and I just like, I'm, I've been way more called to like be in nature and to just slow down, if that makes sense. I've always been kind of like a go, 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 go hard, like goal oriented person, like sleep is for the week and like not sleep is for the week. I definitely need a lot of sleep, but I couldn't just nap in the middle of the day because I felt lazy, even if I felt exhausted. Um, and I'm just feeling more called to just be and to accept like, it's okay if I'm not the next biggest TikTok star. 
It's okay if I don't have a million followers. It's okay if my business doesn't grow to where I have like 10 assistant coaches. I have like just really been introspective in what I want. And like, I'm getting more and more excited for um, when Drew and I get to start like trying for children. It's not happening anytime soon, but I'm excited for that journey. Whereas before I was like, oh, I saw having kids is more so like, um, taking away from my work and like the business girl era. And now I feel more so called to like the divine feminine. And I want to be the caretaker when like, I want to have kids and I want to be like the present mom. And I don't want to be working my life away. I just want to be, and I want to laugh and I want to have fun. And I want to be in nature. And I want to, I don't know. It's just, I felt this big calling to slow down and be a little bit more feminine instead of into my like hyper masculine type of energy. And when I say feminine versus masculine, that has nothing to do with man and woman and everything to do with the energies. So if you've never heard of that, just like look up or like feminine energy versus masculine energy. It's like a whole thing. We could go over that in another podcast too. Maybe I should bring someone on that like kind of knows more about that, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I definitely, the guests coming forward, like I'm probably going to have more guests that talk about like motherhood and pregnancy and postpartum, um, and just overall wellness and spirituality. I might have someone on to talk about like astrology, like just fun, fun wellness, stuff like that mixed in with the gut health and the hormone health. Um, but honestly, that's just because that's what I'm more into right now is just overall being like happy and well and well-rounded and like mentally healthy versus constantly talking about this symptom is a sign of this disease. And this symptom is a sign of that disease. And I just want to talk about the more lighthearted stuff. So I hope that you're feeling the same way too. I know when I posted about that on social media, a lot of people agreed like, I'm overwhelmed with the health content too. So I'm hoping that we can bring like in this next season of this podcast, a little bit more lighthearted of a vibe um, into what we talk about, you know? So lastly, the last thing I want to bring up is um, I am launching a new five-week program on hormones and balancing your hormones um, towards the end of September. So it starts the first week of October. It's going to be called, Are You Nourished? Um, And it's very lighthearted, but it's a five weeks to nourish your body for pain-free periods, reduced acne, exercising around your cycle, how to eat for better hormones and enhance your sex drive. Um, More details to come on my Instagram over the next coming, coming weeks. I have, I've put most of it, the outline together, but I haven't quite launched this um, officially online or like on my social media yet, but this will be coming. And it is, um, it's only going to be $99. The price may go up to like 125 after like the first couple of days that I do launch it to the public. So make sure if, if you see it and you're interested in it, you join when it's at 99 before it goes up a little bit, um, which this is a very affordable price compared to our last um, program, which was Nourish Girl Summer. And that was a six week program that started at 400 and went up to 500, um, during that launch. So this one's only $99 for a five week program to help you balance out your hormones, fix your periods, get off birth control, all the stuff, um, that's hormone related. 
So if you are interested in that, make sure to pay attention to my socials over the next couple of weeks for me to start talking about that so that you can get in because there will be limited spots. Um, and we are going to get started on October, the first, whatever the first Monday of October is. I think that might be like the second or the third. So anyways, thank you guys for being here. I love you all. I'm excited to be recording. This was a lot of fun just sitting here with my mic again. It's been a while since I did that. And yeah. I look forward to talking to you guys every Friday again.